0: Thanks to nuts.com for supporting our podcast. Right now, when you go to nuts.com slash AMR, new customers get a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and I don't have a co-host to immediately introduce because I have one co-host after another, because today is one of my favorite episodes. It is the first of two parts of reflection of the past year with each of my illustrious co-hosts, as well as looking forward to the new year. So first up is Brittany Williams. Hello, Brittany.
1: Hello, hello. How are you?
0: I am good. I am good. It's good to hear your voice.
1: It's good to hear your voice.
0: <laughs> Since we're no longer working on cartwheels, Brittany. I know. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh! I have to say, like, I just really was amazed by how that resonated with people. I mean, I still see comments on Facebook and we had a question recently on answers and my goodness, Brittany, I feel like you know we just got the rug got pulled out from under us.
1: You so. feel like the rug got pulled out from under you. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh. That there's a lot of projects that I, I, and just goals and things that I'm like, why isn't this done? And I was like, oh, that's right, because my baby just abruptly arrived one on one Tuesday afternoon when I wasn't anticipating it.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: No, I feel like people uh, resonate with it because I think we all have that like odd goal that we would just like to achieve. It's not, it's not gonna make us a better person. It's not gonna make (laughs) us more money. It's just like I would like to do that. And I think everyone has that. And Mm -hmm. yours is cartwheels. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe one day, one day get back to the cartwheel, but not for now. So there have been many life changes for a lot of my co-hosts, but I would say you get the prize for having the biggest life event of yes. any co-host this year, Brittany. You alluded yes. to it to that uh, that random Tuesday afternoon in April. What what happened that day? I had a baby, <laughs>
1: uh, and I had a baby eight weeks early, which mm. was a wild experience. I mean, I think having a baby for anyone is a wild experience, especially if it's your first. But going in for your routine appointment on a Monday, uh, just, you know, my 32 week checkup, finding out that I have a mild case of preeclampsia at 9 a.m. on a Monday morning. And then by 11 p.m. Monday night, being rushed to the hospital mm. because I need to have an emergency C section because I have severe preeclampsia. Mm. And for those who are aware of the medical background, I actually had help, which is. A type of preeclampsia that's a pretty rare and severe type of it so you know you just you don't go into the doctors on a monday morning expecting that like it will turn into the baby arriving the next day Mm -hmm. (laughs) but everything ended up okay and she's doing wonderfully Mm -hmm. so you know at the end of the day it all she just wanted to be here she it's really funny (laughs) she's got a Big case of FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, And like, if there's any sort of sound, anything going on that she's not a part of, she will turn her head. She wants to see it. She wants to be where the most people are doing the things. And so maybe I think she just had some FOMO in the womb. She could hear us having fun on the outside. And she was like, yo, I just want to I want to see what's going on out there.
0: Oh my goodness. So she is now a little over eight months old. So give us, give us aunties, baby Blake update. I mean, what's she doing?
1: Oh, she's doing all the things she is sitting. So she's eight months, but she kind of from a milestone perspective tracks more like six or seven months Mm because She's a preemie, Mm -hmm. but she is sitting super well. So we actually just went to the NICU for a kind of like they do like these follow-up checks and she's ahead of schedule with her sitting, uh and crawling she will try to crawl but only if she's on a soft surface oh. so like a bed or a couch but she won't do it on the carpet or on um hardwood the hardwood which is fine with me right like I can still put her down and she won't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> but then the flip side of that is I also would like to be able to put her on the bed and know that she's not going to crawl off yes. the side. So <laughs> tomato, tomato with that one. But we've started solids, which has been fun, but also is a heart attack on a plate because, you know, she. we're doing baby-led weaning and purees. And mm. baby-led weaning, for those that don't know, or were you really starting with finger foods? Mm. So instead of kind of gradually getting the baby to true solid food with their hands you're literally offering them a whole food you know a piece of chicken or a piece of you know carrot you know obviously soft mm-hmm. in its whole form for her to pick up and eat and there's a lot of gagging and a lot of learning how to use our tongue and mm. but it's it's so much fun watching her explore mm. food mm-hmm. and movement i think it's, it's it's really cool to see how those develop
0: Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, let's shift to mama now. Sure. Brittany, what would you say was the toughest or most surprising postpartum speed bump in terms of resuming some fitness activities for you?
1: You know, for someone whose career is around fitness and for someone (laughs) who generally enjoys fitness, motivation to do it was honestly the toughest part probably not the most surprising I think that I kind of knew it was going to be tough but there are many days where I have the time to work out right like husband's home she's down for a nap I don't have well I always have work to do but you get what I'm saying I've Mm -hmm. got a free 30 minutes and Mm -hmm. peeling myself off the couch to go downstairs to my gym and work out is really difficult and the barriers to entry are low, right? Like she does long naps. I have a gym in my house. So like, or in my garage, it's not like I have a full gym. Like, let's just be real. I have some, <laughs> I have a squat rack and some weights. Don't worry. I don't have some fancy gym. But um, I still mentally, it's really hard to, to want to move my body. Wow. I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. I would say the most surprising, and this is a, Pro and a con. It's a speed bump, but it's not a speed bump. Um, I thought that I would want to come back and do a lot of strength training because obviously uh I had to dial that back super aggressively in, mm-hmm. in pregnancy. Um, mm-hmm. and I thought that I would be really intrigued by gaining my strength back, but mm-hmm. honestly, I've been loving running, loving mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because you can go for a 30-minute run and feel sufficiently fatigued you can Mm -hmm. feel like you started and finished a workout whereas with strength training 30 minutes sometimes isn't enough time to warm up Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so i've really been loving running because it's efficient i feel accomplished after even if i just go for a couple miles i still feel accomplished where Mm -hmm. if i did you know 15 20 minutes of dumbbell work i don't know if i would feel truly fatigued so Most surprising speed bump in the sense of I do need to gain my strength back, Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a it's a nice speed bump because I've really just been enjoying getting back to running finally because you know I had to stop running pretty early on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that you you aren't going to find many complainers about that. So you know, no team
1: team running. Yeah, Brittany, come over to our side. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. No. I am twenty twenty four for me is going to be a year of running. That's for sure. I am. um, I'm excited to get back into it. And I think that I just was so focused on strength training in 2023, mainly because I was launching a strength training program. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'm just coming out of pregnancy, just so back in love with running and just, I don't know, the fresh air and like (laughs) getting out there and feeling good. So I have just declared like I'm going to run more in 2024. I mean, I ran a lot in 2023, Mm don't get me wrong, but I want to get back to like running being probably my main focus. Wow. Or uh, my main sport activity, whatever you want to mm-hmm. say. hmm
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so as you've alluded to, you know, you are a, a fitness professional. You're a s you're a trainer with Sweat app. You're a group fitness instructor. So do you feel some unwelcome pressure or is it like an impetus that that gets you going to that? You know, like to the, return, like to get yeah. back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to I wouldn't be lying if I said, of
1: course not, you know, love your body and take your time. Like, of course, there is always, I think, a pressure for any woman in any career just to look in the mirror and feel good with her body again. And unfortunately, there is such a mental and physical connection to that of feeling good. There is a connection to looking good with that, too, of what looking good means for you. Mm -hmm. I am not immune to that just because I know how unhealthy that is and that I work with women to overcome that. I, I mm-hmm. still have to, I still succumb to that pressure all the time. Mm-hmm. And I do absolutely think that there's a, 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 nev- a next level of pressure when mm-hmm. you know that your job is to get in front of a camera in your sports bra mm-hmm. and work out <laughs> and try to be inspirational for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it was really hard. I would say I'm proud of myself for not succumbing to it. Um, Mm -hmm. I let myself, you know, this sounds silly, but like I let myself wear a shirt for the first you know, few months. Like I know that sounds silly, but it's just not something that I usually do. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. because there's anything wrong with wearing a shirt or just wearing a sports bra. It's just I like to be when I show up online. This is how I work out. And I usually Mm -hmm. work out in just a sports bra. Mm hmm.
0: But when when did you return to being in front of the camera filming new content? So
1: I oh, I mean, from the beginning, when you're a content creator, everything is everything is content, Sarah. (laughs) I filmed my very first workout. Like I turned on that camera. And when I say workout, I mean, I did breath work for 15 minutes and then I did some light movement in my hips and my core, like light. I'm talking Mm-hmm. you wouldn't, most people wouldn't call it a workout, mm-hmm. but I think it was really important to share with women that this is how you start. Even as okay. someone as fit and as like, this is my job. I didn't mm-hmm. start with squats and mm-hmm. lunges and shoulder presses. Mm-hmm. I started with 15 minutes of what no one would call it a workout, right? Like mm-hmm. you and I wouldn't do that and say, "Ooh, what a, <laughs> what a workout today, you know, <laughs> but filming that and sharing it Publicly was really important because I didn't want to do all that behind the scenes and then just
0: show up three months Da-da! later.
1: Ta da! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here I am. I wanted to show up, you know, raw.
0: Yeah, and and how many weeks or? Oh yeah, months? you asked that
1: question. I never answered it. Uh, <laughs> so I think I did that first type of movement around seven weeks. Okay. I got doctor's clearance. I did have a C-section, so mm-hmm. uh, I was really, I would say, I really didn't get into full workouts until closer to like the 10 to 12 week mark. Okay. I really probably spent that first month. I'll call it moving, not working out. Mm -hmm. But I walked a lot immediately after my C-section. I know a lot of doctors and women will say, you just need to rest and rest, 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 which you do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I made sure that I at least went for some kind of walk most days, not very long, Mm -hmm. but I, I think that that helps me my scar continued to be mobile and maybe <laughs> supple is the right word uh, to mm-hmm. allow me to get back faster. And again, not back my, not my body, but just back to fitness to feel myself again. Well,
0: well and you said how much you like being outside. And I mean, Blake was born in early April. So it was a beautiful time of year. For to sure. be outside And
1: when your kid's in the NICU for a month and you're yeah. stuck. And for the first three weeks she was in a room that didn't have a window So it felt like she was in a cave. And so Mm. we so like those walks were big time. Like even if it was just for Mm -hmm. ten minutes, like let me just walk down the street outside of Randall Hospital and then come back in, it was it was nice.
0: On the sunny side of street. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, Brittany, over the course of your co-hosting ship here, you've delivered some fabulous TMI anecdotes, so you got any oversharing for us? <laughs> of course
1: I do. Okay. Uh, So... <sighs> I, I try not to put Blake on blast, but I'm going to put her a little bit on blast here. She's got a bit of a digestive problem, a constipation issue, if you will. You hear all the crazy stories of blowouts that are really inopportune-timed and you know ha- oh, I having those. to bring mm-hmm. changes of clothes everywhere. That's not my kid, at least not right now. It's the opposite, where I'm in public saying, push, baby, push, you can do it, push. And she's straining and grunting in public. I'm the opposite it like I I know when a poop is coming from a mile away because she has strained for the past hour before it happens but so what happens so the TMI though that's not really TMI uh the TMI is that I've kind of gotten into this habit of coaxing her and I kind of feel like I'm in the delivery room with her because I'm kind of I'm pushing her knees up kind of into her chest a little bit so she's in like a squat position and I'm like push Blake push you can do this push and she's like ah like, push. And I'm like, man, this is if she allows, me, if she wants to have a kid one day and I'm in the delivery room, there's a hundred percent chance that I'm going to be like, this was what I did with you when you were a baby. Um, anyways, so I'm thinking about pushing and I'm telling her to push and I'm kind of straining with her. And I've gotten into this habit that now I have to go number two. <laughs> because she, I'm like all of this like mental energy is going into getting her to push and I can be like push baby and I'm kind of straining myself and I'm kind of clenching my butthole too and there have been multiple times where I just sit her in a crib and I'm like well if you don't have to go I gotta go and I'll go to the bathroom and then I'll come back because it's like it might not work on her but it sure does work on me
0: (laughs) That was so much better than any (laughs) anecdote that I thought you were gonna surf up. (laughs) I did not see where that was going. I am in love (laughs) with it. Like it's just such a
1: like and I'm also not the most regular person, so I'm actually not even complaining about it because I'm like, you know, I'm this is great for both of us oh my gosh
0: baby bonding mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. new way absolutely absolutely it's just oh my goodness who knew well I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave yeah, it there Brittany uh, that's going to be the parting mm-hmm. conversation that we as, have I mean as it should be right like that's just yeah. that's how things yes. roll Yes, yes. But I will say I am going to see you, I hope, um, uh, in the first month of the year because I have told yes. you that it is time for me to it babysit. Is. It is. So yes, you're going to have a you're gonna schedule a date night in the second half of January, are, maybe early February, and it's I'm gonna, gonna come
1: happen. over. We're actually doing yeah. our first date night with at night. We've left the baby with a babysitter like during the day, but we've never done it <laughs> like uh during bedtime. For the mm-hmm. first time next week. So I'll let you know how it goes.
0: Mm. Okay. All righty. Okay. All right. Well, I look forward to talking with you in the new year, you Brittany. Too.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Well, welcome, Amanda Loudon. How are you, Amanda? Hey, I am doing well. How about you? Good. Good. So your life took a few shifts this year, Amanda, with, <laughs> with, with your move from Colorado back to Maryland, your beloved Maryland. Yes. And I know part of the reason you moved back was because you found it so difficult to find community in Colorado. Would you be okay talking about that for a bit?
2: Oh, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to preface this with saying, Colorado people, I am not slamming you. Yes. You know, I, I want to be sensitive to that. It just wasn't the right place for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have this amazing, incredible community here. You know, my my running community, my neighborhood community all of the above. And I really struggled to recreate that in mm-hmm. Colorado. I, I don't know. I tried a lot of different avenues. And I mean, you know, I went to like some beer runs and things like that for the running part. Mm-hmm. I joined a book club. I it just all these things. And it just, I don't know, it just feels like a very different culture out there. Mm. There are just a lot of people, it seems like when it comes to running, who are really content to go out and just knock out miles on end by themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I appreciate running by myself sometimes, but Mm -hmm. I really appreciate running with my friends too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really just missed all of that and just multiple layers of it all just wasn't the right place for me. And Mm -hmm. so when I returned, I returned, I was dating my boyfriend Mm -hmm. who was supposed to be Mr. Forever, Mm -hmm. we had a plan to kind of do part of our time in Maryland, part of our time in Colorado. And then pretty quickly into that little experiment, Mm. (laughs) he decided that he only wanted the Colorado part. And Mm. so we parted ways. Mm -hmm. That was tough. But, you know, a few months down the road now, when I think about it, and when I think about what do I miss from Colorado, I mean, I miss him. Mm but. That's about it. And, mm. and it just kind of affirms that I'm in the right place good. and, and also back to community. Like as I went through this, this experience of heartbreak, here were my people to catch me, you know? Yeah. So wow. yeah, I'm happy to be back. No ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's, that must feel so good and reaffirming. That's fabulous.
2: It does. It does. Yeah.
0: So what yeah. was your reunion with your Maryland running posse like?
2: Oh, so good. I mean, I run with them just all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hosting a whole heck of a lot of them at my house tonight because we do an annual run through holiday lights because, you know, we're usually running in the morning Mm -hmm. um, at dark 30 where, you know, most people's lights aren't out or whatever. And so we do this annual run from someone's house where we go in the evening and um, it's just an easy three-mile loop. But then we come back to, well, this year, my house and we, Mm -hmm. you know, we have food and drinks and we exchange cookies and I really have no idea how many of them are coming tonight, but it's a lot, you know, and sometimes spouses and partners included, sometimes kids include, you know, it's going to be whoever shows shows and I'm really excited and looking forward to
0: that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's so awesome. Okay, Amanda, so you and I always laugh about how few races we each do. Yes. When we do these recaps. But you did a cross country <laughs> race this year with those Maryland pals of yours. So I did. I want to hear about that.
2: I did. I did. So, yes, that one was in early November on my birthday. Oh. Um, I was feeling a little blue about my birthday because my kids are actually in Colorado, another thing I left <laughs> behind, but that's another topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, my friends joined me. We went and we ran this fun cross country race through. Um, it's called Run Through the Grapevine, and that's um, exactly what we did. We ran through a, a vineyard up and down aisles of grapevines, so that was a lot of fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I did do one half marathon trail race in Colorado back in April, I think it was. A friend of mine flew in from Spokane, and we ran that race together, which was super fun. Nice. And then I think I did a 10K trail race here also in the fall which was really, really enjoyable and super environmentally friendly on, on like they really did a good job with that. It, ga- it gave me a, it just kind of inspired me for the way, you know, well, me as someone who goes to races that made me think about the races that I choose going forward and how, mm-hmm. you know, I want to choose ones that do not include all the waste, all the cups, all the, mm-hmm. you know, all the single use plastic, all the, even the, the medals, the the shirts, like there's just a lot, I think that, mm-hmm. I don't know, that this is my, my little soapbox, but a mm-hmm. lot that I think mm-hmm. we can do differently. And that race was just such a great example. So it, it really inspired me in that level. Mm. And then this Saturday, actually, Sarah, mm-hmm. I'm doing another race. And wow, this look at you. Yeah, I know, look at me. I think that's four in a year. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, this one is, again, going back to like annual events with my running friends. This is one that goes back This is the twenty fourth iteration of it, and it's called the Celtic Solstice. It's up in Baltimore. It's a five miler, brutally hilly, Mm. but very festive and fun. And they bring in these these Irish wolfhounds every year through the Mm. and bagpipes, like it's like this little procession (laughs) at the start of the race. Yeah, and then we all go out to brunch afterwards. So looking forward to that too. I mean, I'm I'm not really again like I don't really train for races anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. really apply myself that much, but <laughs> it's, it's the experience. That's what I'm going for. Sure.
0: Yeah. And now have you done it all
2: 24 years or? No, or- no. Mm-hmm. I've had many and it's actually been a long time since I've done it. Okay. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, to going back and doing it, but I did do it the very first inaugural year, 24 years ago. I was pregnant oh, with Adam at the time.
0: That's fantastic. So it's kind
2: of fun to return to that.
0: Oh, yeah. I wondered how you pulled that number out of your hat. <laughs> right. That is why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. So, okay. So I know you adore the Adirondacks where we're hosting our 2024 run and refresh retreat. Yes. And it looks like you did some hiking there this summer. Tell us about an Adirondack adventure or two.
2: Yeah, so where we go is about two hours away from Lake Placid.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Lake Placid, as you might already know from doing some investigating mm-hmm. into the retreat, that's known as the High Peaks region of mm-hmm. the park. Mm-hmm. So there are 46 mountains there that are above 4,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people whose goal it is to you know do all 46. Mm, right. So a few years back, my friends and I decided that every year we would take one day out of our week-long trip and drive over to the high peaks and do a high peak. Oh. So we're not going to get there in our lifetime, probably with the forty-sixth, because we are, you know, on pace to do one or two a year because it just takes so, you know, it's a whole day if we're yeah. driving over. But yes, we thought we did two this year, but we learned afterward we'd only done one because <laughs> while, while, you know, to be a high peak, it has to be over 4,000 feet, if you're doing two that are close together, you know there there are rules about
0: Oh, you have to go down all the way.
2: Yes, well, mm-hmm. yes, it has to be. You know, it has to have a certain drop, mm-hmm. and they have to be a certain distance apart. So they you were know, far cheater, enough apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we didn't, and so we didn't. Just, we were all excited because we're like, yeah, we just did two more, and then we started studying it. We're like, yeah, no, we only did one, didn't count. Yeah, so, but, um, but you know,
0: if you if you didn't read that, you'd think you did two. So I say, just think that you did two. I agree. Well,
2: and also we have these little, uh, it's funny, they make these scratch off maps for them, you know, that are kind of cartoonish. And so I took a Sharpie and I I wrote my my second one in this year that I did. (laughs) Like, this one counts.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, you need to send me a photo of that. (laughs) I will. I
2: will. (laughs) Yes. So, but yes, I love the Adirondacks and I'm going, you know, I'll go back again this summer, but I'm going twice this summer because I'm going to go in June. I learned of a um, gravel bike race up there that a friend Mm -hmm. of mine is doing. Again, Mm -hmm. I get on my bike maybe three times a year, (laughs) but it's a 40 mile race. You can pull off 40 miles on a bike seat, you know, just from years of experience riding. You can pull that out. So, sure, yeah. So I'm going to go up in June to do that. And then I'm going to hang out at her place up there for a few days. And then I'm going over to the White Mountains in New Hampshire and doing a four-day backpacking trip with the Appalachian Mountain Club. Wow. Yeah, very excited about that adventure. So Mm. that'll be good.
0: Mm. It's time for a quick break to hear from our sponsors who support this show. I'll be back shortly with more co-host recaps. To keep us runners, and often our kids, fueled, we need a well-stocked assortment of tasty snacks and treats. That's why I was so happy to learn about Nuts.com. Cashews, almonds, dry roasted edamame, dried mango, jerky, whole wheat and fruit bars, the variety is vast at Nuts.com. With Nuts.com, keep your snack stash stocked with all of your family's favorites. And right now, when you go to nuts.com AMR, new customers get a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone, and psst, they have a wide selection of candy and sweets as well. At nuts.com, quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Nuts.com offers plenty of gluten-free options, organic choices, kosher offerings, and other diet-friendly products. Sweet, savory, or baking essentials, hello gingerbread house decorating, you'll find something new to try. I'm recording this ad around 3 p.m., and my energy was flagging. My pick-me-up of choice? A handful of Nuts.com cashews. They are the meatiest, freshest nuts I've ever eaten. And over the weekend, I baked some muffins using Nuts.com almond flour, and it was incredibly fresh and high quality. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com AMR. So go check out all of the delicious options at nuts.com AMR. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more nuts.com AMR. All right. Well, we don't compare places, but, and not to say that Europe trumps the Adirondacks, but I was pretty envious of that cycling trip you took this fall. So, share some details about that. Yeah. And was that for work or? No, that was
2: that was on um, my running friends again. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, an and ex boyfriend was supposed to come on it, but a week before is when we broke up. So, uh, <laughs> essentially, I went on this bike trip and kind of cried every day on a bike. Oh, but it's okay. I mean, it's still it was really interesting. It was in um in in Catalonia, so beautiful region, mm. lots of wineries. Um, we got to see the Mediterranean. You know, finished up in Barcelona, which was a great mm. place to obviously do some tourism. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, it was, it was great. It was, you know, we would do around 30 miles a day, I think on average, mm-hmm. self-guided. So hats off to our navigators who were up front, wow. managing to ride a bike and look at a map or a GPS at the same time to make all the right turns as we would, you know, go from one, because it was point to point every day, you know, and, mm. and they would, they shuttled our um, luggage for us. So, you know, we'd arrive in a new city and, and arrived to our hotel and everything would be there waiting for us. So it was a great way to, to see some sites. And mm-hmm. and again, you know, Catalonia was super interesting because they're a bit separatist and they, mm-hmm. you know, use their own language, mm-hmm. um, and all these things. So we learned some background on all of that. And that was, that was cool.
0: Wow. Wow. And did yeah. you bring your own bike over there or you rented one? No,
2: there? that was all part of the package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they had bikes waiting for us and uh, couldn't have been any simpler, you know, uh, for the whole self-guided part. Like everything was really put together nicely for us as a package. Mm, awesome.
0: All right. Okay, so you got the two Adirondack trips and the side trip to the White Mountains. Any other adventures planned for the new year yet?
2: Um, I am running a half trail race here oh in early February I've read it before a million times it's on Super Bowl Sunday every year. So I'm going to run that. And I may be going to Arizona in late January to visit a couple of friends. I don't know. That's where I am right now. It's funny. I think after the last two years of being in Colorado and doing a lot of back and forth, Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying just kind of being rooted right Mm now. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, loving this area and, um, I definitely want to get down in the Shenandoahs more, you know, that's something before moving to Colorado, I hadn't done a lot of, and you know, what a great park right in my backyard to explore. So, and
0: they're in Virginia, Virginia. Okay. They don't reach up into Maryland.
2: No, no, Mm -hmm. but beautiful, beautiful national park. And again, now that I've joined Appalachian Mountain Club, they have a lot of, you know, backpacking trips you can do down there, even just over a weekend, which is, easy for me to just, you know, drive down, go on a one night overnight backpacking trip, kinda into that idea. Mm, Yeah. So that's kind of what I have planned out at this point.
0: Okay. All right. But I, I'm going to say, I'm, I think I need to revise my um, stereotype of you as a person who doesn't race now that you've mentioned, you know, that you you will have done five in 2023 and you already have one planned for 24. So Okay.
2: But let's say I run races. I don't race races. Okay. Let's say it that way. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's the story you tell yourself. Whatever yes, gets you going there, Amanda. Yeah, exactly. All-, <laughs> All right. Well, always great talking with you. I look forward to hosting many shows with you in the new year.
2: Same, same. All right. Thanks. Happy holidays. You too. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. My third co-host today is Molly Williams in studio with me. Hello, Molly. Hello, Sarah. So nice to see you. It's lovely to see you. And Augie, my French bulldog, was delighted to see you and is sitting at your feet. Yes. 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 So okay, so earlier I said that Brittany had the biggest life change of any co host because she had her first baby, but well, that's you, a big one. you got a piece of hardware put into your body. Yeah. Molly. So, right. Instead of coming out, it went in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Yeah.
3: I guess stuff stuff came out too, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: right. So so give the short version of your recovery from your knee replacement, please.
3: Hell. There's <laughs> the short version, the one word version. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing much better now. Yeah. Uh, ten, out, 10 out of 10 recommend, but uh, the recovery is is no fun. Although I, it varies. I've heard people just slide right through it. But for me, it was HE double toothpicks.
0: But you had, you had kind of a honeymoon period with your new knee. Yeah.
3: Uh, the first two weeks are okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think because, I don't know, you got more pain meds on or something. Mm. I had a lidocaine drip. They put a um, catheter through my thigh down to my knee. It's kind of a newer idea to cause local anesthesia so that gave me a lot of relief in the first few days. And I think my med levels might have been higher, but then like the major inflammation sets in, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it's much better now, much mm-hmm. better now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, getting back to, to doing stuff and been hiking and.
0: Oh, I know we're going to, we're going to get to all that. We're going to get to all that. Remember oh, the, all right. the first rule, you only answered the question that give it is given to them <laughs> all. <laughs> so do you still do PT on a regular basis, either by yourself or with a physical therapist? Oh
3: yeah, that's a good, Question: I do so. I'm seeing a physical therapist that does some myofascial release. Mm-hmm. So there aren't a lot that do it, and she's actually helping me now with my right leg because I have arthritis in my uh, my. And you
0: you got your left? Knee
3: yes, reverse. my non-surgical knee, mm-hmm. and part of it is really tight muscles, and and my ankle doesn't bend quite well. You know, everything's connected. Mm-hmm. You find out when you go to PT. But uh, she's made a tremendous amount of difference with my right, so much so that I'm starting to be able to. To run without pain in my right,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is great.
3: So, see, so yeah. now I've answered all your questions, and we can go home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I will answer the question if anyone wonders what that little noise is in the background, that's Augie having to make his little nest on yes. the bed that he has to turn around a bunch of times to get the in there. Just so, yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, I think he has found his nest. So, what advice would you give someone who is staring down their own joint replacement?
3: I would say, first of all, make sure you're, you're ready to do it. Um, you've done all your physical therapy and you're not getting relief and your physical therapist will help you with that. They're like, okay, you've tried the reasonable things. And then after you've done that, if you could find a physical therapist that does myofascial release, just so you're set up. And in talking to my physical therapist, I think there's some other things I might have been able to do prior to surgery. I don't think they probably would have made the biggest difference, mm-hmm. but with my non-surgical, I want to make sure I explore those options before I get into surgery on, on that one since um, the surgery is is so traumatic. And then, you know, just once you've committed to do it, you know, then just be glad you're doing it and mm-hmm. take your physical therapy seriously and also just pay attention to your body because, the physical therapists that I saw at Kaiser were really nice people and they're and they're they're good physical therapists but they don't do the type of physical therapy that this other physical therapist does which really ended up making a lot of difference in my pain mm-hmm. level. So don't be afraid to ask for second opinions and look mm-hmm. elsewhere for answers. It doesn't mean that the professionals you're seeing aren't good, but you may need something a little bit different.
0: Mm-hmm. Spoken like the true mother of a physical therapist. Yes. Your oldest daughter being right. a physical therapist. Yes. Right. Uh, so Molly, you got yourself a new workout buddy this year Smith, <laughs> uh, uh, for, for strength training. So talk about that and, and how the arrangement works. Well, Sarah,
3: <laughs> you don't want to work out with me. <laughs> <laughs> my scuzzy little gym. <laughs> so uh, our friend Lise was going to LA Fitness and working out. And so on Wednesday, which is my day off, so I've managed to to join her to do some strength training, which is helpful because man, I need an accountability partner. <laughs> I am bad about doing things on my own. I miss working out with you.
0: I miss working out with you too. Yes,
3: yeah, So we've been doing strength training together, which has been nice. And they have a sauna there, which I enjoy sauning. So I got Lise to go in the sauna with me.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And as we came out of the sauna, she, she went blind in an eye. She had a retinal detachment. Oh, no, she didn't. She had a vitreous detachment, which could lead to a retinal attachment. She's getting better, but oh my gosh, oh, my gosh. I'm just knocking them off one at a time.
0: Right. Right. All, oh, you know, so she was... Didn't Agatha Christie write about you or something?
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> so now I don't even have, have her. She she has been meeting me to do some walking and stuff, but, you know, uh-huh. trying not to give her any more pirate injuries, like take her leg out or anything.
0: <laughs> That's you say that because she was wearing an iPad. Yeah, I forgot. Right, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, but admit it, Molly. Swimming with me most weekends is the highlight of your week.
3: Oh, you know it. Mm-hmm. You know it. And I do. Pond. I do want to get back to the pond. The swimming in the pool still makes me nauseous because of oh. the turning okay but swimming in the pond is good because I don't have to turn
0: but even though you don't do flip turns you're saying just doing an open turn at the end of the lane yeah. makes makes your yeah. head go cattywampus yeah uh-huh.
3: yeah so I can do about 20 minutes and then I'm like
0: oh wow ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Wheezy, I'm coming <laughs> um, so I
3: prefer the pond don't you
0: Oh, of course.
3: Yes. yes. And are yes. we going to go
0: and do our polar plunge? Give it a try? Oh, we'd, yes. I mean, I do get back from Japan on the 31st midday. Oh, there we go. So New I, Year's Eve polar plunge. Oh, well, gosh, that would be mighty ambitious to fly home from Tokyo oh. and then go polar plunge the very same day. Yes. I won't know which end is up. I would be afraid I would oh, like drown. It'll be good for you. Uh, Maybe so, New Year's Day then. Yes. And I do think we do need to plan sometime a trip to Austin so that we can swim together in Barton Springs. Oh, I would love that. You know, as a it's somewhat like a pool in that it has ends but or one end, but it is like swimming in open water and it is heaven.
3: So Well, let's go in the winter sometime and get the heck out of
0: Oh, definitely. Here. Because longer daylight hours. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm being blinded by sun coming in. The uh, w- We recorded in my basement, my finished basement. And the sun is just blaring in my face because the sun doesn't get very high here. So it stays mm-hmm. low against the horizon most of the day.
3: And we haven't seen it for a while. But well, yeah, I actually had some, some sunshine. It was yeah. a beautiful morning. Did you happen to see the sunrise? I did. I was out running. Oh, Molly. my go- Oh, well, yeah. good for
0: you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, And you recently resumed running, so share some details on your approach and how it feels. Yeah, a little
3: bit. Again, slow and steady, but about one day a week, sometimes twice a week, I'll go out and do a run walk and see how it feels. I've been able to extend it to about uh, five minutes of running um, with some walking, but what was it, Saturday? I went to Forest Park and I did a run walk um, on the trails there had a wonderful time, uh-huh. felt great.
2: Uh-huh.
3: I run slightly faster than I walk, but just to be out and moving and, you know, it was a little bit rainy and uh, it was just, that is my happy place just to
0: be out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long Forest Park is so lovely.
3: It is. Yeah. And I, I go in an area that it's more like uh fire roads. And uh, so I can take my
0: dog and, you uh-huh. know, I don't run into anybody and uh-huh. we just had a really nice time. Uh-huh. For folks who don't know Forest Park is the largest urban park within city limits in the US.
3: Yeah, and it's it's a forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it truly really is a yeah. growth. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the trail now has a that I go up has a sign that they've been bear sightings up there. Really? I know. Wow. Yeah. No. Oh. Bear, you see my air quotes, or was it it's it's just somebody in a in a big brown coat who's <laughs> taking a taking a dump in the? It was, it was me. It was me actually. That's who it was. And you know, so okay, so you know how, like, all right, so I go out in this area. There's nobody there, right? I go in this area and it's raining. It's like you know, it's not a nice day, and I'm finishing up my run, and. I've got like, you know, 15 minute drive home and I need to pee. So I'm like, I'll just, I'm going to pee right here before I get down to the car. Pulled it, but here comes a runner (laughs) right behind me. Don't see anybody the whole time. As soon as I pull my pants down. Cue the runner. I know. It's like naturally. She she did not see one oh, face. It was a woman. Okay. Yeah, it was a woman. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. She didn't stop to chat. She just kept going.
0: And you continued with your business. <laughs>
3: She's seen it all before.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! And did you do much hiking this year? I'm not really remembering.
3: Well, yeah, I went out with uh, my friend Richard. We went to five days in the um, Eagle Cap Wilderness, which is in Eastern Oregon, and we had a really nice time. And then my daughter Ellie and I did uh, three days at Mount Rainier backpacking, mm-hmm.
0: and so we had a nice time too. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah, and so I'm looking forward to doing more of that. I'm gonna.
0: Yeah, let's hear about that. There. What what athletic adventures await you in 2024? Yes.
3: Well, um, my middle daughter Lucy is hoping to do the Pacific uh, the Pacific Crest Trail through Washington. She's mm-hmm. there. She and her boyfriend went to that state, so I'd like to join her for some of that.
0: Ooh. And and people might know that trail from. That's wild. That's what Cheryl. She Stray... didn't do Washington. She,
3: she didn't do no, Washington. Mm-hmm. She did California to Oregon and she stopped. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. But that is, is—it's the continuation of the trail that, that Cheryl. Stray yeah.
3: Walked right. Hiked. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, doing some of that and then I'm, I'm going to sign up for the Wonderland trail again. I've tried to do it before. It's a 98 mile trail around, uh, Mount Rainier and I've done parts of it. I haven't done the whole thing. But I think I might just go ahead and sign up for it and just see if anybody wants to join me or do it
0: solo. But wait, would you do all 98 miles?
3: Uh, potentially. Now I would do it over probably nine or 10 days. Wow. Which is not a lot of mileage, but that is a very steep trail. Mm. Um, But so that's about what I would need to do. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's it's beautiful and, you know, well patrolled and maintained and all that kind of stuff. Mm So I'm going to see if it's a lottery to get in. But if I do it in
0: September, I could probably get a walk up permit. Then I might I might try that wow, you would just roll the dice like that and be like, well, yeah, I might get a permit today and be gone for nine or 10 days, or I might not.
3: The the rangers are pretty good about being able to set you up with something. But yeah, oh. yeah, the only, yeah, the problem is, is you you don't have cell phone service out there. So it's kind of hard to call home and be like, yeah, here's where I am. But there, there are ways around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, exciting. And do you think you'll continue to see how you can push with your running?
3: Yeah, I do. And you know, maybe someday you'll even run with me. Maybe someday I will.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes no I will Molly yeah. Yeah, yeah And we are going to let's vow right here and now that we are going to try to get into the pond for our debut true swim earlier than we have in the past. Okay because it seems because when we've waited until late May or even early June, it's so warm mm-hmm. in the water that I just always think, well why do we wait so long? Like it's not like it warmed up a you know it can't know. be that much colder in early May.
3: I know. Yeah. And I'd even be willing to try a shorty, you know, seeing about getting out there a little earlier, or maybe even just booties. Like my feet are what get cold.
0: Hmm. My hands are what get cold. You can try gloves. Yeah. That would involve paying money for things. Oh, Lord have mercy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Molly. Well, always a delight to talk with you. You as
3: well, Sarah. (laughs) I look forward to hearing everybody else's adventures.
0: Oh, good. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, next week, make sure you join in and listen in because I will be having these sorts of conversations with my other three co-hosts. That's Ellis and Tish and Liz. And for folks who are being like, but wait, what happened to, I want to mention that Katie Snevice decided that she was going to leave another Mother Runner to spend more time with her three daughters, who are just super active, doing a million activities, and it just was the right decision for her family. So I really miss Katie a lot, and both personally, professionally, and as a co-host. All right, so please consider joining us in Lake Placid. As I talked about with Amanda, we have our retreat there, and that is going to be September 6th through 9th. I just opened the registration for that. It is an amazing resort called High Peaks Resort that is situated right in Lake Placid, which is a charming village with loads of Olympic history. The 1932 and 1980 games were held there. It's where the miracle on ice happened. And a resort is, as I said, on Main Street, but it also backs up to Mirror Lake, which is this amazing, speaking of open water swimming, lake that is in town. It is not open to motorized boats so you can go stand up paddle boarding kayaking canoeing and open water swimming right there it is heaven on earth i'm really excited to show people that town i've spent a lot of time there my first husband's family was from lake placid so i'm very familiar with the town so please consider joining us and you can find out all the information see loads of great pictures and register by going to anothermotherrunner.com click on events and there's a drop down for it again go to anothermotherrunner.com and click on events our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota, by Barry Medora from Fire on the Bluff. Hold on, did your sound cut out? Oh, did it, Brittany? Hello. A call, Barry. Hello. Hey, Barry. I got to go unlock the back door so that Molly can get in while we're talking. Okay, no I I'll be back in a sec. Okay. Hello, Miss Molly. This somebody while I was talking to Brittany, the first co host. I was like, I didn't leave the back door open. Come on.
2: Red. I don't have anything.